Welcome to the Boy Open Up Podcast, where we go from tangled to unpacked. I'm your emotionally shattered host, Doug Hildreth, <laughs> and with me as always is my codependent black belt, Christine Stacy. What started as a 30-day social media challenge has blossomed into a rapidly growing movement across the globe where we break down life and society through feelings. The topics and discussions on this podcast are adult in nature, so listener discretion is advised. We want to remind everybody that the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely our own and nobody else's. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and share this podcast with your friends and family. So today I thought it would be poignant to just discuss what showing up really looks like. Um, You know, we had a post about it uh, just yesterday, actually. Yesterday was a tough day in the family, and, you know, nothing like crazy tragic to any single person, but we did suffer, you know, a loss. My sister had to put her dog down after, you know, over 11 years of having him, and it was just one of those days where uh, it was way less emotionally intensive for me in terms of what I was losing, but it's brutal to watch people you love and care about experience that kind of traumatic loss yeah so i just wanted to talk about like what it really means to be there for other people uh and what you know love looks like and and so that was the big gist of yesterday like the premise of everything was like just show up you know my uh, my brother-in-law has like a crazy job and was unable to be there for it and my dad also has a pretty stringent job And he was unable to be there and it worked out, and I'll say worked out in quotations, that I was off and I'm probably the most sensitive of the three of us. And I got to be there for that. And uh, boy, it was a lot to to walk through. Um, But what an awesome, awesome opportunity to genuinely like just be there for someone else Mm -hmm. uh, in their time of need. And I think that's really, really important right now is to recognize that like showing up, it, it fucking matters. Like, uh, more than anything in the world, showing up for other people says a lot more about what you are and who you are than anything else. Because I'm a busy person and I always have a million things going on, you know, and I, I'm probably bad at picking up the phone and calling, you know, when it, when I should or sending a text, very bad at that, you know, and, and, and I really am. But what I do know is that when the chips are down, right. And like the cards are on the table when family or friends need help, you know, like I will, I, I just do it. I will like clear time. And it's just funny how that, that becomes a priority immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, versus all other things, you know, and, uh, I might not be great at, at certain things, you know what I mean? But that is one area where I've been really fortunate. You know, that's something I think my family just kind of pounded into me mm-hmm. at a young age is that like, we show up for family. I remember my dad always saying that, like, we always show huh. up for family. We never, you know, we never leave family hanging out. Um, and that was like a big, big thing for him when we were kids. He would always go back to that yeah. and say that all the time. Huh. Families stick together. Yeah, that is different than what I grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> Your lived experience was slightly different. It, it, totally. Yeah. I mean, it is. You're right when you say that. You know, we, I mean, obviously everybody that listens to our podcast is aware of your childhood and 
Yeah. And just the difference. But I mean, you see it now and, and I would say that your character lends to showing up. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, it was always just a value. I, I would say more intrinsically than anything. Sure. I don't know. My mom pounded into me being loyal, yeah. which I feel like was more manipulative on her part. But, Correct. Uh, but it still was this whole idea of like you are there. Yeah. For people. I feel like I fall short a lot when it comes to sure. being separated from people, uh, even like right now with COVID and mm-hmm. being in our houses. I might be doing all these little projects and like picking up my phone to look at an email or whatever. Uh, but I'm not great at always sending the text that I should send or especially making a phone call. I'm like real bad at it. And yeah, that's something I feel like I could improve upon, but I do feel like it was a value that I came early on to embrace. I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think especially with my closest friends, who are still some of my closest friends. Uh, we've been a part of each other's lives at the most important times. So. Yeah. I mean, well, and it's like you said, I mean, you might not be as bad as you think. Yeah. <laughs> because those relationships are still there. That is and, a good point. And they're still strong. That's true. You know, so it's real easy to kind Solid of point. get on ourselves and yeah. be like, man, I mean, we are, we're our own worst critics, Yeah. you know, and, and that's the reality of it. Um, but boy, when it just, when, when times are tough, you know, like I can look back throughout my life and I've had some pretty large moments of loss. I've had yeah. large moments of failure. I've had just large moments of being in need. Do you have an example of a time where maybe you didn't know what you needed, but you were going through something similar, a hard moment or oh, time? Yeah. And can you tell us a story of yeah. well, a person I mean, like, who, or people who showed up for you? Yeah. I mean, like for me, like what really just kind of resonated in my head throughout yesterday was uh, when my divorce started and I was very alienated in our community to a large degree. My sister was 100% there. Hmm. Like, angry, you know, (laughs) uh, defense. And I don't mean this in a negative way. You know, like that, like, defiant, like, don't fuck with my brother. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and, and I mean that, like, and I cherished uh, that experience because her and my brother-in-law, in a large way, like, came to my rescue Hmm. when I desperately needed people around me to just love me. Mm Mm-hmm. And they really did. Like, they sat down with me, and they let me lay out everything that had been going on. And believe me, like, the version of the story that I was presenting to people was not like, boy, I'm the innocent victim here. Yeah. You know, it was like, these are the things that I've done in my marriage, and it's falling apart, and I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was never a moment of like, well, you need to take your shit and get out of here. Yeah. And figure it out and then come back when you've got your shit together. It was like, hey, do you need to stay here? What do you need from us? You know, we love you. We're here to support you. Like you've always, you know, been there for us, but we're going to be there for you. And and it's easy to say those things in the moment. Yeah. But they were 100 percent there. Yeah. You know, through it all. And so yesterday it was like for me, it was like, oh, this is my opportunity to just kind of be there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in a similar light, you know, like this is my opportunity to to almost repay 
yeah. a little bit of what they gave me because of how valuable it was to me and how much it meant to me. Hmm. You know, I'll never be able to replace what she lost yeah. yesterday. And, and that's very different. Mm -hmm. uh, but at least I can, not I, at least she can know that she doesn't ever have to walk through anything alone. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like no matter where we're at, no matter what's happening, like f we make time for family yeah. and we make time for people when they're in need. Hmm. You know, so that's what it like. That's what it took me back to. So yesterday was like deeply emotional, yeah. uh, wildly emotionally draining. And it, like I said, it's just so hard when you see somebody <laughs> like in just just extreme emotional pain. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even talking about like, oh, she was emotionally uncomfortable. I mean, you know, like for some of us, our pets are like our children. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's what that loss was like. It was yeah. like losing a loved family member, yeah. a beloved family member. And it's so hard, like, to just witness that. And, and then not only to witness it, but to know, like, when you wake up that morning, like, so this is what we're going to do today. Yeah. This is what, like, I just remember, like, I woke up yesterday and I was like, man, today is going to be a big day. Yeah. Like, big, big feelings. Mm -hmm. There was nothing. And we do things big anyways, <laughs> but it was just big. Yeah. Everything across the board was just big. Yeah. What about you? Like... Well, I'm curious too, like for you, like what's the experience like? What does showing up look like for you? Uh, the best example I have is I've told this story before. If you listen to my personal story, if you haven't, we both share our personal stories a while back now. Oh, yeah. Um, so Mine can, was season one. Yours was season two. Yeah, you can go back and listen to those. There's, they're in multiple parts, so little chunks. Uh, but I think it helps fill in the gaps a lot of where we're coming from. My friend Shana yeah. sat by my mom's bedside while I drove from Massachusetts to Pennsylvania to graduate and then drive back. Oh. So it was about 24 hours of time right, that I was gone. Yep. And she was in hospice care. Right. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of people going to visit her either. But also just literally on the verge of passing. Yeah, at any moment. And so it was really terrifying to leave. But sure. it was also my mom's dream to have me graduate college. So it was really important to me. I went and fulfilled that and graduated yeah. or walked across the stage. So anyway, she stayed by her side, I mean, for hours upon hours and would check in on her, would just sit there and talk to her and hang out with her. And I mean, I don't know if there's anything to relate that to. Like any, I don't know. To me, it's just, I can't imagine sitting next to someone else's parent. Who's passing. Who's, yeah. Like in reverse roles. So she, and she, you know, knew and loved my mom and my mom was very involved with my friends. So it wasn't like a stranger by any means, but still like she acted like another one of our family members. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. I mean, like yeah. family is just a word I use Yeah. Uh, to describe, it doesn't have anything to do with marital or blood relations. Yeah. Sometimes people are just family. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sh Shana's just, she's an awful person. <laughs> I know, she will definitely listen to this, and I hope you feel terrible for yeah. all that kindness. Clearly selfish. Oh, uh, awful. But I mean, that's just it. It, it. Like, what better example can you give? Yeah. And I mean it, of just showing up. And so I think that's kind of big right now. 
right? Like everybody's really socially distanced. We're really emotionally distanced. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of just void Mm -hmm. in the world right now. And man, there are, there has to be ways we can fucking show up for each other. Yeah. You know, and that looks different right now than it did 15 years ago, than it did 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, than it did six months ago, Mm -hmm. than it did a year ago. It just looks different. Yeah. But we can still be there emotionally for people. We can still pick up that phone. We can still reach out. Like we can still provide that emotional support that people need. Yeah. And that's really what it is. That's what being there is. Like your physical presence isn't what what it's about. It's the emotional burden you're willing to take on because of the the amount of empathy that you you carry or that you well, show. Yeah, and I think something we are comfortable with maybe more than just your average person is being okay with being in discomfort. Mm. And it's something we talk to our kids about. Uh, And I think showing up for people that are hurting or lonely or experiencing loss, Mm. it's being okay with showing up and maybe feeling awkward and uncomfortable, but still knowing that it's the best thing to do. And I remember conversations we've had on the phone where literally it might be minutes go by and it's just silent. And it's like, what's the purpose of that? (laughs) Sitting on the phone. But there's something too, just knowing like someone's Someone's there. Yeah. Someone's there. And they're listening or Mm -hmm. they're available and they're willing to be supportive of what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I think that, um, well, I mean, let's be real. You've been uncomfortable your whole life. <laughs> and I've been uncomfortable. I do awkward really well. <laughs> you do. I you. just embrace it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> without no blinking. Without no blinking. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, like, I, I have no words to to explain this. Yeah, <laughs> that's a shocker. <laughs> But I mean, that's just it. It's it's that, that willingness. What I said that went downhill fast. It did. That, but that's it. It's that willingness to sit in the discomfort with somebody else, you know. And it like there's no monologue or prepared speech that you need to give, and you don't have to be great at advice, and mm-hmm. you don't have to have wordy or, or in depth, you know, insight into what's going on. Sometimes just fucking being there for somebody. Yeah is all that it takes. Sometimes just holding someone while they cry mm-hmm. is all it takes. Sometimes just holding someone's hand mm-hmm. when they're hurting and sometimes just sitting in the room with them while they shatter. Yeah. Uh, it is genuinely all that's needed. Yeah. You know, and, and I can think back to numerous times in my life where I have been shattered and I can pick out the people who have been there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're one of those people that's just sat there mm-hmm. and been like, so what do you need? Mm-hmm. But also you need to get your shit together and not in a, like in a negative, but it's like, but no, you have work to do mm-hmm. because we get to choose like how we respond mm-hmm. when people show up for us, you know? And it's like, it invokes this incredible sense of almost like obligation, but it's really not like this almost like for me, it's like a, this intrinsic sense of motivation to build and be better because somebody has shown up for me and sacrificed with like, there's such a willing sacrifice in showing up for someone. Yeah. So for me, it's like the, the, the penultimate, like a award that somebody can give you is their time. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like the most valuable commodity, right? It is literally the most valuable thing that humans have to offer is time. 
Yeah. Because it's the only fucking thing we can't buy more of. It's yep. the only thing we can't figure out how to get more of. And we don't even know how much of it we've got. Yeah. So when we give somebody our time like that, mm-hmm. it is literally like a, a sacred transaction yeah. in, in emotional currency. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking about that like... And now it'll really start to bring up stuff for a lot of people where you can really think back to where somebody has really made a massive emotional deposit, you know, in your life Mm -hmm. and what that impact has meant for you. (coughs) So this just looks and feels different for everybody. And now as I'm talking about these emotional deposits, I'm curious, like, do you ever feel, and I'm, I'm just off the cuff here, do you ever feel inconvenienced by showing up for other people? Yes. Like if I'm a hundred percent honest, yeah. that initial reaction sometimes will go on inside me. Yeah. Only really if there's like other things to do, or maybe I've been really busy and I'm ready to relax and that's just one more thing it feels like. Yeah. One more massive thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty quick to filter all that and realize that okay this is me just being selfish right uh so i don't i don't feel like that's something i necessarily like really struggle with but i if i'm honest need to admit that yes i've had that moment where i'm like okay or sometimes it's really not even like that it's an inconvenience. It's that I know what's coming. I know that... You know it's big. Yeah, it's going to be draining or yeah. whatever. And not that that's to say I don't want to be there and I don't want to show up. But... No. It's mm-hmm. You're taking on your own emotional load, too, mm-hmm. at that point. Oh, yeah. And we all have our own emotional burdens to bear. What it brings to mind for me is, is, my, is kids, is parenting. Yeah. That's what I think about. Because there are often times where kids really need us to show up for them. Mm -hmm. And any parent will relate to this, but just feeling like, I need a fucking minute. Yeah. (laughs) And kids don't care. Right. And and their emotional stages and and swings can be pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, And and I just mean that they're just volatile at best emotionally. So it's really, really easy for them to be in a genuinely like emotional deficit where they need you to show patience and grace and love and compassion. And, and, and there are times where, man, I'm like the, my immediate reaction is like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's a really good example. I think for the most, cause you're, it's a, a constant. Correct. So, but it's about showing up for them. Yeah. You know, and I, I, that's something I think about a lot. The other night, I, like, we had a busy day. I think it was Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, like, worked and stuff, got a bunch of stuff done. I was really, really excited to sit down and, like, chill out yeah. for a little bit. And I don't normally do this. I was going to sit down and, like, turn on a, a show yeah. on the couch and just relax for a few minutes. Kids are in bed. They're tucked in. And I'm thinking, holy cow, like... I've got about a half hour here to myself. Right. What am I going to do with it? Yeah. Which is finally nothing. I'm going to chill. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and one of my daughters comes out and sits down and goes, I'm really sad about Julie, our cat that's been missing for like three months. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Right now, huh? 
right now at nine o'clock at night when I'm trying to watch a show and relax and yeah. it's Sunday and you're already 30 minutes past your bedtime. Like that's yeah. my immediate response. Oh yeah. And then, I, and then I'm like, okay, so what's really going on? Yeah. You know, and, and she's young, so she can't articulate beyond like, I just keep thinking about Julie and I'm like, okay, you know, like it, my immediate response was like, okay, how can I quickly stifle this? How can I just smother this emotional response in her Mm -hmm. and then get her to bed as quickly as possible without actually engaging in the process? Right. And after about (laughs) two minutes of that, and then becoming more and more internally frustrated because of course she's not responding to my emotional suffocation. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like then it's like the recognition of like dumbass. The only way to solve this is to actually engage in the process. Yeah. Like, you're not going to put to bed a preteen hysterical kid by just being like, oh, just get over it and go to bed. Yeah. Or now's not the time. Let's get some sleep. You'll think about it tomorrow. Yeah. You're just tired. Yeah. Get in bed. Like, that's not the response, you know? So it's like, <sighs> okay, I have to let my emotional walls down, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to let her in. And then I also have to, like, walk into my own emotions around this cat that I love dearly. Yeah. That has been missing <laughs> that I cry about sometimes. Yeah. You know, and that's part of it is that it, it hits me in an area that I've got very neatly tucked away, guarded and locked up. And Mm -hmm. and so I think that recognizing that showing up for her actually meant that I was showing up for me too, Mm -hmm. a little bit. And I didn't even realize that was an area, you know, that like I really have just ignored. Yeah. Uh, But it was really nice to like sit down and just be like, okay, so what's really going on? Like, Hmm. and then, and then to talk through like, okay, well. We do miss her and we've done a lot to try and find her, but what other steps could we take so that we can feel better about the effort? Right. Uh, So that you can feel more comfortable with the results because living in the, well, she's just gone and I'm devastated doesn't last forever. Like we can't stay in this state. So it was like, so let's get into solution. And we talked through that and we talked about how much we missed her. And we talked about, you know, what kind of life we hope that she's living right now. Yeah. And those kind of things. And then all of a sudden, you know, sure, it's a half hour or so later, but she's okay and she's ready for bed. Yeah. And I'm okay. Yeah. And I'm ready for bed. I did not get my personal time. Right. <laughs> that I wanted, but I showed up for my daughter when she needed me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was more valuable? Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know you don't know. <laughs> You like your personal time. After 8.30, yes. <laughs> yeah. It was probably best they came to me. Yeah, I didn't even know this happened. Yeah. So that was... I'm not even sure. You were working on programming. Hmm. So yeah, she, you were in the bedroom working. But it's just one of those things where um, I would love to say that that's how I respond every time. Yeah. You know, But that would be bullshit. And, yeah. and that would be farcical. For anybody that's listening to this, like I talk a lot about ideals. I talk a lot about lived experience. I talk a lot about compassion and empathy. You know, where we struggle the most with showing up is in our own homes. Yeah. Uh, Because it's harder sometimes with the people we're close enough with, because we can, we can rationalize and justify why they don't need us Mm -hmm. or why they're making an excuse or why right now that's not what you need from me. I'll tell you what you need. Yeah. Uh, Instead of engaging and being like, let's uncover where your emotions are coming from yeah. and give validity and power to them. And then I'm going to just sit in them with you because mm-hmm. that's showing up. Mm-hmm. It's not like telling you what you need to do to get better. Yeah. So to me, that's just been really ringing true. Yeah. Showing up for other people, 
being present. Tis the fucking season. Yeah. No, I think this is very timely. Yeah. So I just wanted to drop in on that mm-hmm. because it was it was a big day yesterday. You yeah. know, and I'll say this, like, I'll try not to cry. Um, Drake, that was my sister's dog. We love you very much. Thank you. For being so good to my sister and so special to her. She's a special person. And she doesn't let a lot of people in. And she loved that dog. Yeah. More than anything. So it was just really, really special for me to be there when she said goodbye to him. And without a doubt, I know how much she loved that dog. Oh, yeah. And I'm just grateful that I got that opportunity mm-hmm. to be there and to show up for her. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for opening up with us. We'll talk to you soon.